0: Hi, this is Robbie Ganguly, CEO and co-founder of AppTenant, and you're listening to the App Guy
1: podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for
0: your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, and I have to say we are extremely blessed because we have uh, someone who's I've actually talked to before. I met this lady who's joining us today back uh, last year uh, at a summit, and uh, had a, a, some problems with the mic. So we've managed to get her back on. She's very busy, but uh, extremely uh, full of uh, content. Uh, let me just go through the introduction now. It's uh, uh, Peggy Ann Saltz, and uh, she's spent 20 years. Tw- get this, 20 years in the mobile app business, uh, in mobile search, mobile marketing. She is an industry authority. Uh, she's been a mobile analyst at Gigerum. she That's where she is. You must have heard of Giga Home. Uh, she's the founder of Mobile Groove. Uh, she's on the internet, uh, through internet radio. She's uh, written uh, a book called Apponomics. And uh, she's also on um, doing a, a radio show called the uh, Authority Net Size Guide, I believe. But a huge one. I mean, there's loads to her. Just go and check out um, on LinkedIn through the show notes or uh, just go to Mobile Groove. Uh, Peggy, it's a real pleasure that you've come onto our podcast here, the App Guide
1: podcast absolutely paul it's great to be back and i'm so glad we could reschedule because i had such a great time speaking with you last time and It was a great event too just showing that apps are, are, are everything you've yes. done
0: so much peggy so i don't i mean we've only got a, a short time and i just wanted to i guess start with uh, how amazing is this industry that you're working in you must be passionate about it how, how what keeps you going
1: it keeps me going because i love the fact that you know, apps have moved on. We have a long tail of app developers. Great news, right, for your audience, right? Um, you know, there's there's more and more evidence that we're not just talking about apps. We're talking about an essential instrument of engagement, of marketing, of interaction. Um, I was thrilled that I'm not, not always ahead of the curve this time. But I just saw an App Annie report, for example, the other day. You know, pointing out literally what I've been saying is that you know, apps are blurring the lines between our virtual and physical worlds. Not even counting wearables here, but you just know that um, the interaction with an app is very different from an interaction with any other format of communication because, you know, you have that close connection. It's on your phone. That's amazing power to to be uh, wielded, hopefully for good, um, by app developers who get it.
0: Yeah. And you're amazing on uh, certainly social media, because I remember the way we met is that I reached out to you on Twitter and you were one of the first to respond. You're very active uh, on Twitter and other social media. How important is that for building up an industry authority and credibility in the space?
1: Well, it's, it's very key for me because, um, you know, there's, there's sort of like two kinds out there. I don't know if I really want to say it like this, but, you know, there are those who are really, really busy working and there are those who are very, very busy self-promoting. And you have to be somewhere in the middle where, you know, if you're only talking about yourself and there are plenty of them out there, they have, you know, quite high scores, but um, not really giving us any... Real insights, and then there's the balance where you you do your work and and you do your social media, and you have to do them both. But there's that balance, and that's what I really respect. Also, in in other people out there, is that you know you're working, um, not not spamming us, but but connecting. I think connecting is key, not just for myself, obviously, also for you, Paul, but essential for app developers because I consider that to be sort of the great. Um, Uh, leveler in a sense that social media is a great democratizer in a way. It democratizes access to audiences. So even if you can't go in for all of the paid advertising, social media will still give you that very important voice.
0: Yeah, Peggy, I was uh, going to encourage the listeners, Appster Tribe, to go to the show notes, theappguy.co and just check out 238. This is where all your uh, links are going to be included. And you have a very enviable uh, career. Uh, I think a lot of people would love to follow your footsteps. Uh, Peggy, also, I have to say that you uh, do contribute towards uh, Forbes articles, and you are the top 30 influencer uh, in mobile marketing. How, How did you actually get that accolade?
1: I would say my, my knee-jerk reaction would be tons and tons of hard work and also sort of, uh, you know, connecting with all the people that are not um, on the path, so not your usual suspects. Yeah, just make, make your own way is my, is my point there. Maybe there's a part of me that might say there's some algorithms back there <laughs> at work as well. Because it, uh, it was quite, you know, it's quite a list, that that top 30 list. And there are people on there that, hey, you know, I'm almost like a fan. I could have T-shirts with their names on them, you know, David Berkowitz and others. So, you know, it was like, hey, that's awesome too. Um, so, yeah, I, I am on those those lists and uh, it, it is uh, an honor. And and Forbes, um, I'm enjoying immensely. Uh, I, I worked <laughs> to get in there as a contributor and I'm using the platform again to bring us some amazing, I hope to be, amazing stories about companies and apps and innovators that we wouldn't hear of otherwise so that's what i see as a sort of a personal mission
0: yeah i mean we've got so much content and i'm trying the best to think how to help uh, the audience out with just trying to tap into a small slice of what you do uh, so i'm almost t- tempted to ask you know what, what's kind of going on in your world at the moment who are the uh, the, the biggest uh Uh, People that you're writing about, who are you getting most excited about and what sort of developments are coming along that you're getting most excited about?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, I would encourage people, you know, to try. I mean, be patient. All right. I mean, it's just me. So uh, some people say, "Oh, I'd love to catch up," and then maybe it's months later that we actually do. It, but we eventually do do it. Um, I always keep my word on that. So I would say, um, you know, try and contact me. Don't contact me with the "I'm launching X and I'm doing Y." But if you have a bigger story around what you're doing, I think that's very exciting. And I'll give you an example because of the companies I'm interacting with right now. For example, one you met. Um, really excited about it is uh, is Pollen. Uh, I believe you've interviewed them on one of your shows, Martin McMillan over there, which is uh, a company that, on the face of it, might look like alternative app financing for sort of uh, you know the 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 developer, uh, the, you know, the everyman developer or the developers on their way up with a good app, but maybe not having access to their revenues in order to make certain that they ride that wave and invest in user acquisition when the app is hot. Um, that's a company. It's exciting because it's it's a business model. It's it's changing the way things are. It's uh, you know we're talking about a digital economy, and that's a company I think bridging a gap in there. Um, uh, there are others, um, apps that are, you know, again, bridging digital physical worlds or impacting our lives or being being useful. So, yes, it might be a gaming app, but it might be an edu game. And, um, you know, I love, for example, um, E-Flash Cards, which is uh, um, an app uh, from a, a, a the husband-wife team um, aimed at uh, teaching toddlers English through, um, you know, flashcards in an app. Really cool stuff. Very, very valuable. I think also doing something important. Those are the types of stories that I'll listen to. Those are, instantly the types of stories that are going to have an impact out there as well, because how do you get attention when there's 1,600 new apps every day?
0: Yeah that's the topic I wanted to skip on to because uh, a lot of my uh, previous episodes uh, for all the long-term listeners they'll, they'll know that we've chatted to some really uh, amazing entrepreneurs entrepreneurs but their biggest complaint they have is just getting attention because they've spent sometimes two years working on an app it's their baby they release it to the world and nobody wants to know about it and they're just you know approaching all these journalists do you have any tips on how best to approach uh, people in the tech industry the 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 uh, tech uh, world t- to get attention and to get articles written on what you're actually trying to deliver
1: well you have to balance that out, I think, because to be quite honest, I mean, I am in the industry and I know that some of my peers are fantastic and I know some of them are prima donnas, you know. Um, it comes probably from, you know, being at important blogs and destinations. And I won't name names here, Paul, don't ask me. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, keeping that in mind, then um, if you're pitching to them they it just it just fawns the already existing ego which is the size of a house. So really a way around that um, is to start earlier than that. I mean you should be you should be pitching and thinking and building your social following from the moment you even think about making an app. That I think is number one because ultimately. Um, Although you might get my attention and others in the industry, as I said, there are some fantastic people out there, and I'll tell you in a minute how to court them early on. But for the ones who are the prima donnas, if you have been doing your homework and building your following and building your your presence – then you will sort of, they'll have to at some point pay attention is my point here. So it's up to the app developer to begin the journey early. I mean the idea and then you know, grab your hashtag, it's your site, do your stuff, do your social media, do your outreach, a little guerrilla marketing, You know, mix it all up. Not saying one or the other, but it all belongs in the mix. It's like mobile marketing itself. You don't say text or MMS or do I do in-app notifications or do I even do email? You do them all. And you sequence them so that they make sense for your business. That's, that's, that's the secret right there. Um, to your other question, you know, how do you get attention of the media? So I've told you about the hard-to-get ones. You get that by making your own noise. And with the rest of us who are a bit more um, accessible or personable, um, you have to come with a story you really have to come with a story. See your app within the confines of something larger than yourself. Then you have a story. And it's sometimes it's something like news jacking, uh, which is, I think, what's called, or issues jacking is what they call it. So, you know, for example, I was telling you about my uh, uh, the, the App Annie report that's on my desk here, you know, how apps are blurring the lines between the digital and the physical worlds. So, well, hey, you know, if you have an app that does that, then use that as your jumping off point and say, hey, you know these types of apps that sort of use mobile to trigger real real world interaction are really hot, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now. That's just a an example off the top of my hat, uh, top of my head rather. But you know, y- be creative because if it's already in the public eye, then you don't have to battle to get my attention. You just sort of ride the wave.
0: I I think that's an amazing piece of advice uh, for everyone listening is that you build your story uh, around a theme that the particular journalists happen to be, uh, you know, looking at and it it reinforces that theme. Uh, So do you have like a rough list of things that you look out for that uh, they, they almost like a laundry list of it? Oh, yeah, it ticks that 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 box. I'm really interested in that. Or is it just random?
1: It's 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 a bit random, but I have some I have some favorites because these are these are. Um you know, they, they have a shelf life. And I believe in content that has a shelf life. I've built my my career on it because I we're told again and again that people need everything in bite-sized snippets and they're not going to read and they're not going to do this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, serious entrepreneurs and particularly their investors are going to read long-form content. They do expect analysis. They do care if you copyright, you know, do your, your copy editing rather. So, um, yeah. So that aside, what am I interested in? Um very much and very hot contextual all forms of so anything that is about um delivering me what i want um when and how i need it not being creepy being convenient there's a difference here i'm talking about convenience you know and if i were incorrect in this then one the uh, uh, the response to my last Forbes article, which is about um, artificial intelligence and uh, personal digital or personal contextual assistance, one, it would not have been so well received, and two, Microsoft would not have shortly thereafter actually bought one. So there's something to that. Um, So context is one. Um, I'm also very interested in the long tail. I believe there's a long tail. I'm fascinated by the emergence of niche um, games and apps and activities supported by apps that will that will that will say that's happening so um what, what do you mean happening? by long
0: tail like maybe expand on that i know yeah, what it is, means in tail. terms okay. of uh google search but uh, perhaps we can explain on. That yeah well more.
1: the long the long tail is um uh you'd have to go to a, a little bit of a business strategy thinking here one of my absolute favorite books and i think essential for entrepreneurs is um blue ocean strategy which in a nutshell says there are two types of oceans there are the red ones where the sharks already are and there's lots of blood because they are feeding and those are the popular places you know that would have that would be um where everyone else is and then there are the blue oceans they're calmer um and you can make a mark there and uh, you, know, you can spend your energy either fighting and competing or you can spend your energy innovating, in a sense, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, for me, the long tail is the untapped opportunity to innovate. Yes, we can all go off and do um, – I've read it in priori uh, data, which is a great source of data for the app industry, by the way um, – you know that I think it's strategy games and certain types of games where, where everyone is right now. And if you go in there, and it's free to developers, by the way, I'll give you the link at a later time, you can see that there are certain places where everyone is. So choose the places where nobody is, but where there's still an, a possibility of a market, and you will have found a very lucrative niche for yourself. That, for me, is the long tail. So if we're all up at strategy games, then... What about edu games? What about what I told you about eFlash apps? What about games to teach toddlers, uh, apps rather to teach toddlers in a sort of gamification way, uh, uh, to 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 speak English as a as a as a language if they're if they're from foreign parents. You know, look for something where not everybody is, and the long tail is that that immense opportunity there, which means that basically, as many people as there are on the planet, there are opportunities for for you know app mashups as it were obviously you don't want to market to a market of one but there's a lot of opportunity in the tail rather in the head
0: i I have to say that it's the first time i've uh, heard that particular strategy about the blue ocean strategy but what an amazing metaphor for the app store because there's just so many apps now and and it it feels like a very crowded market and ironically the app store was the blue ocean uh, early on and uh, now it's a very crowded market and, and developers are just you know really Struggling to uh, get discovered.
1: Um, absolutely, and that's also why, um, in and amongst what I'm I'm writing and doing, you know, I also remind people again and again to look at the other app stores, the alternative app stores, because if you're an app entrepreneur, you know, you're you're going for um, a broad base. And, and why not? Why leave money on the table if it's so simple just to look at the other Android app stores, for example? And, and that's another way. Again, you know, they are blue oceans. Who's there? But um, for that matter, the people who are there are, are loyal.
0: Yeah, I actually had a previous episode with Sean Kelber, who does the whole alternative app stores. And he said they're actually really big as well. Like He's just signed up uh, some Asian network that has 50 million subscribers. So it's not a, a case of just having to focus on Google Play and, uh, and iOS, that uh, the alternatives are offering a very viable business. Um, yeah, so, well, uh, there's two things we need to do, Peggy, before uh, we say goodbye. One is that uh, we do love ideas on this show and uh, if you uh, are able to share with us either an idea that you've had for an app or something maybe you've come across that could be expanded uh, perhaps do you have an app idea that you could uh, help us build
1: um i have one i think i even told you this the first time around but then again i'm based in europe so it's going to be a reason for it okay so continental europe um is such that uh, whereas in the states you would say, well, I need to go shopping, and you just go out because you know that all the stores are open. That's not the case here. So more and more, I'm thinking, particularly in my in my market of Germany, I would love to see some sort of app that will give me an idea of all the different times places are open, so I don't waste my time. I mean, there are shops here, for example, Mondays are most often the days that restaurants are not open. They call that their Ruatag, their day of peace and quiet, because they've been open on Saturday and Sunday. You, you go figure, right? Um, but it would be great to know, you know, which ones are open on Mondays, which ones aren't, and that sort of thing. So long story short, I think that there's some, some possibility for apps to give us context around shopping rather than just give us directions and tell us what's, what the deal is.
0: I think you're absolutely right. I mean, this is all fitting into your thing that you're most interested in, which is contextual. And uh, so, anything that can predict what we're about to have and need is a good thing.
1: Absolutely, and then save us. I mean, it's it's abs- it's it's interesting. I, I preach about this a bit um, about the convenience, but um, I thought that's maybe just a female thing, right? You know, females we want it, we want to make shopping a, a breeze. But no, seriously, I'm seeing a lot more about um, not only that we require convenience, but we're willing to make certain trade-offs of information or other in return for convenience, which makes it a whole lot easier, you know, for you to serve me if I let you serve me. Right? Um, how are you going to know what to give me because I'm going to give you some hints and I'm going to give you some clues. How are you going to get that data because you've already offered me something of value? So, um, you know, cool is always is always a way to get someone's attention. But I think that app developers should not underestimate convenience because as we do more and more on our mobile devices, it's not going to be enough to be cool.
0: Peggy, the last thing is that you are a very uh, busy lady. You've got a lot going on. You must have an app or two that you use that helps you get through the day. Perhaps you can give us some recommendations uh, on, on apps that we could use to help us with productivity or utility or just any favorite apps that you may have.
1: Well, I've got, I've got um, one for productivity and I would say one for sanity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so I'll give you productivity first. And oddly enough, again, at the App Promotion Summit where we met, this is also where I bumped into this company um, called Lowdown and A lowdown app, rather, and lowdown is the app I'm using because, and I also wrote about my in my Forbes piece as well, um, because I'm just amazed at how it can do more than just sort of schedule us and keep us organized, but literally give us the lowdown in a dossier about the person we're going to be meeting, um, how to get there, um, even some some tips. You, you, I think, when you sign up first, it even gives you like an Uber. Um, offer as well so you absolutely get to your meeting so it's just the whole idea of like who am I meeting who what what is this about who are they what have they done in social what's their LinkedIn give me that dossier give me that thing at at a at a glance so I can go well prepared into my meeting so that's the good one for productivity I, I think
0: great uh, yeah, well, uh, make sure that I put uh, that link down on your show notes. So it's episode 238. Just go to the co, search for Peggy Ann Saltz and you'll see the link to Lowdown. Did you say you had another one as well?
1: Well, I had one just personal, just for sanity, because again, being based in Europe, um, you know it's it hasn't arrived yet this sort of this way that you can co-create your own content create uh, experiences because in Europe you know whereas we would say there's an app for that I think in, in Germany there might be a law for that <laughs> uh, oh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so on that note you know so uh, what keeps me sane is Spotify because then I can choose my music I can match it to my mood I am not going to to be annoyed with news not just at the top of the hour but also 20 minutes after the hour and maybe 15 minutes before the next hour because you know I'm in a country where we all need to be so informed so for sanity and for entertainment and just for the to let the muse come, it's Spotify.
0: Yeah, and I love their latest upgrade. I think it's been terrific. So they, you can actually just uh, re- uh, preview playlists and moods before you even commit to listening to them. I think uh, is they're just what they're doing is, is phenomenal and very much, I'm guessing you, you pay for the premium version.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's worth it. I will live without these, yes. (laughs) Particularly in this country because you don't want to hear those
0: ads. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just after you Nothing
1: against where I am, but it is just slightly more serious than the rest of the world.
0: Well, hopefully people will be a little bit more um, acceptable with the ads that we have on this show, but at least it's more relevant than uh, just getting a whole load of rubbish uh, thrown down you. Uh, Peggy, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. It's, uh, you know, almost feel like uh, you're one of the few guests to come back on because of technical challenges you've been so amenable Uh, how best can we reach out and connect with you
1: well um it actually twitter i'm very active so at peggy ann annie on twitter and as i said um you know I don't want to be flooded with stuff. I've sort of given what I would listen to if you, if you approached me. But, you know, send me a, a simple old school email so I have it all in one place, right? My life, we, we've outsourced our brains to Google. I've outsourced my life to my inbox. Um, so it's Peggy at MobileGroove.com
0: that's a wonderful thing yeah well uh, I, I think we actually do uh, now get overwhelmed by e- email and that's the next big challenge is to try and you know somehow oh, yeah. make sense of it so uh we've had see
1: that's uh, another app idea out there right
0: <laughs> yeah well we've had a few uh, big guests in fact we had a guy uh, who was the lead developer uh, early founder of uh, crash bandicoot the game in uh, on the playstation that went. I think it owned 15% of the games market in the late 90s. Uh, he's now trying to solve the problem of email. And uh, uh, he's well, he, if he can do it, then anyone can do it. So <laughs> uh, Peggy, wonderful. Thanks for coming on the show. All the best. And uh, again, you're just such an amenable uh, you know, space in, in the, the space of the tech. And uh, I hope we get to, to meet uh, another summit soon.
1: Oh, thank you, Paul. And I, I'd love to be back. and And you're doing a great job, too. So I have to commend you as well.